Hello and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of the Dynasty League, the only league that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke. I got no co-host today because I'm running fast. I gotta get you these 2020 rookie draft rankings and grades because I know you've been clamoring for them. We'd like to have them out before the season began, but we waited one week. We won't let just one lousy game dictate our thoughts here. I wrote these grades a week ago, and no matter what happened, I'm keeping them there. I might throw in a little bit of what we've seen so far, but it won't get in our way. So let's just let's stop the bullshit. Let's just start it right now. I think we all knew how good of a job I did mocking the thing out, but how good of a job did you guys do when it came time to put asses in the seats and put picks on the board? Well, let's start with pick 101. That was our friend Nick who took Joe Burrow. The grade is an A+. It was obvious. Even if the Bengals bungle him forever, they've got an interesting cast of weapons. He looked good in his first game. I wouldn't even hold the loss on him at all. Um, You know, he could have looked better, but their O-line is not great. I mean... Yeah, he really needed that spot, and sure, he got it. Devin at 102 took Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I give it an A. It was another obvious pick, but everybody, from what I've heard, Devin is a genius because he took Clyde Edwards-Alaire at number two. Devin's a genius. No one no one else in a, in a rookie super flex draft took Clyde Edwards-Alaire at 102. Only Devin had the foresight. At number, at 103, Bill took... J.K. Dobbins, and I gave this a B minus, not because I don't like J.K. Dobbins, just because I was curious about what Bill was doing. I wondered if Julio, who had um, a very clear role and clear defined position for the next year or two, if Billy was really in a uh, win first mode, if he would trade Julio just for one of these top picks, in particularly Dobbins, who originally I thought was going to be, you know, out-snapped by Mark Ingram for a significant portion of the season. I understand he didn't have a lot of picks later, but I thought, you know, hey, you're going to trade one of your high-end receiver talents, maybe get more picks and just shoot your shot on a bunch of guys if you're looking for running back depth. And also, giving up A.J. Dillon, which is the pick he traded to Devin to get up to three from four, I think that was a complete smokescreen. Devin had this whole bullshit thing to him about how he was really thinking about Dobbins, which... I'm sure it crosses his mind, but he's always been a Jonathan Taylor cocksucker. So um, yeah, no half measures. Billy had to cake up for it, but I give it a B minus because of loss of draft capital. At 104, Devin took Jonathan Taylor. Another A. This was an obvious pick, but don't you didn't hear it from me, but everybody's talking about it, but nobody's heard of it. Devin's a genius because he took Jonathan Taylor at 104. No one's ever in the history of 2020 Superflex mock drafts took Jonathan Taylor at 104. He's just brilliant. At 105, Drew took DeAndre Swift. I gave this an A at the time. Will I give it an A after he cost Matt Stafford another eight points or so, which would have looked hella good for my team and looked good for him? I don't know. I was worried about the injury. Adrian Peterson did not scare me. Um, Now I've got some other concerns. So today, I don't know if I'd give it an A. Six, Dave, 106, Dave took Cam Akers, and I gave this a C, not just after I saw what Malcolm Brown did and how involved he was. No, I gave this a C only because Dave's exposure to the Rams has tipped way too far overboard. Um, I think they will still be a good team and a solid team. I don't know if they will be the highfalutin offense they were the year they went to the Super Bowl. 
Um, but this was a pure case of Homerism rotting someone's brain. To me, CD is such, such, such a better prospect than Akers. CD, to me, could be a top 8 to 10 wide receiver prospect for years to come in regular season drafts, dynasty drafts, the whole shebang. I don't see Cam Akers as that high pedigree of a talent. And with Dave's second round pick, he could have went CD and Zach Moss here instead of going Akers and Pittman. And right now, I think if he, if someone had CD and Zach Moss, I don't think you'd be able to get them for Akers and Pittman. Just my opinion. At seven, Eric took CD Lamb. It's not the pick he needed, but it's the one he wanted. It's not the pick he wanted, but maybe the pick he needed. I don't know. Not a great fit when you're starting Daryl Williams as your RB2, but what else was he going to do? So it's an A+. Plus. He could be the one. If I'm, I'm going to release my 2019 redraft, too. That'll be a fun treat. He could be the 103 next year. Clearly, once we have a better delineation, maybe the 104. I think there's probably some. There's going to be at least two running backs, Sam Burrow, ahead of him still. But, I mean, he could be the 104. So that's a pretty significant jump in value. Now, I could ding Eric a bit because he did really want Antonio Gibson. He could have maybe tried to trade down and get an additional pick, get another high-end receiver and Gibson, but whatever. At 108, Matt Horvatich infamously, infamously took Tua Tungavailoa. That gets an A+. Um, you know, it's, it's a huge value to get a, a as high caliber and as, as highly sought-after sought draft prospect at 108 as you did. And like we've said, Matt's not as set at quarterback as you think. So Tua really rounded that out for him. I love that pick. Um, and now this pick at 109, Drew slash Bob taking Jerry Judy. Well, I give Drew a C. I give Bob like a B plus. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that, you know, I mean, I guess you don't get sw- if you don't take Swift at five, then, you know, Dave has a really tough choice to make between his Rams and his uh, Georgia homerism. But then, Eric definitely takes whoever's left. So if you take him two up there, you'd be staring at, uh, you know, you'd have to wonder what Matt would do. But maybe CD would fall to you here. Um, and taking Judy over Herbert, um, you know, and you can't even overlook the fact that, yeah, Matt taking him was a huge surprise. But I thought in trade talks, Drew, I made it very clear to you, if Herbert was as, was available at 11, he was not getting to 12. Uh, me and Matt, we come from the same playbook, baby. We know how thin quarterback can get. 11 is way too far down. That's where Matt got Daniel Jones last year. And if I was about to get Herbert there, it would have been an auto smash. So that was a big mistake taking Judy. So I got to give that a C. Also, I don't love Judy. I'm not in love with him. He could be very good. What do I know? Matt at 110 takes Justin Herbert. I just talked about how that's a great value. You can't pass it up at that point, but it gets a B minus. At this much, the bit is old. Like I said, you weren't as stacked at quarterback as others might think, but you're pretty damn <laughs> stacked. You've got enough at this point, um, and I think you're doing your team a disservice of, of not dipping into some of this other talent to round out your flex positions. At 11, myself, my first pick of the evening, I took Antonio Gibson, which I give a B plus. You know, he would have been gone at 11, at 12. Drew told me that. He was kind enough to tell me that. And I told him he was my highest player on the board as well uh, before I wanted to dig into these uh, receivers. But, you know, I wonder... So, you know, I'll spoil things here. I got Gibson and then I got Higgins, and I'm just going according to my rankings. Would it have been better to take Ruggs 
here, and then no Gibson was going to leave, and then at 14, get Zach Moss. I don't know. I kind of go back and forth between that. Um, Zach Moss on a better offense, but Singletary and Josh Allen stealing touches. I know Gibson didn't get a lot of work, but let's be real. He doesn't have that high of draft capital. Actually, though, when you look at it and you look at things, he was actually um, nearly a second-round pick on par with all these other guys. Clyde being the only first-round pick, Dobbins, Taylor, Swift, Akers, all second-rounders. He was a third-rounder, but a Washington third-rounder, their first pick in the third round, and they didn't even have a second-round pick. So that's like, you know, pick 35 or something. I mean, come on, that's not really that bad. I actually didn't even know that until I did the research afterwards. I didn't realize how high that he actually went. Now, of course, um, he did go after, oh, sorry, I'm looking at this fucked up website that has him listed as a receiver. So I was like, wait, where the fuck is he? But okay, not that you're interested in that. But yeah, so he went pick 66. So just about as fucking close you know, 64, 65, 66, just about as close, the second pick of the third round to a second rounder as you can get. That was higher than fellas like, um, I don't know, Zach Moss, for instance, Keyshawn Vaughn, only four picks behind A.J. Dillon. So I think he has the draft capital, but not enough of these top-end talents to really get the full workload in week one. I understand that. And honestly, sure, Barber got the goal line touches. That stinks, but... He was incredibly inefficient. So I think as long as Gibson can prove to the coaching staff something, he might be good. And, you know, Higgins versus Ruggs. Ruggs is definitely going to produce more out the gate, but I, I got time to wait for um, for for Higgins. So well, this was way too long for this pick. It's a B plus. Drew taking Justin Jefferson at 12. This is a C. This is who I hoped to. <laughs> I'm sorry, Drewby. You got an A and two Cs so far. And maybe I should learn my lesson, because the last time I gave you C's, it bit me in the ass. But technically, you don't have Judy anymore, so that can't bite me in the ass. Um, So this is really the only grade that could come back to haunt me. And Jefferson was who I wanted for a long time. I was so pissed that he ran fast at the combine. I was actually hoping he would have a bad day. So he would slip down the NFL draft boards, slip down the real draft boards. It could be a nice... um, you know, one of those surprise sleepers where you're like, what am I missing on this guy? What, a bad 40 time? Everything else is golden. But the more I looked into it, the more I'm off his camp. Again, just one week's time, but a huge game for Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson not involved at all. Ola B.C. Johnson out-targeted, out-snapped, um, more receptions, the whole nine yards. And I just view him on a slot as a slot receiver on a team full of slot receivers and Thielen proved to be the dominant alpha, at least in week one. So I'm sticking by that grade of a C. I think Drew, you know, could have gotten more high impact guys at that point. Bob took Henry Ruggs at 13. I give that an A. He was the first wide receiver in real life, and he's the fourth off the board in our draft. I mean, that alone is a value. Let's go. I've made my point very clear on Mr. Henry Ruggs, and I will stick to it. At 14, I took. T. Higgins. Now, T. Higgins, just like um, Antonio Gibson, was, of course, the first pick of the second round. So presently at that moment, six wide receivers went ahead of him. He was the seventh off the board. I'm taking him here at five. Um, But I just looked at my whole thing and said, look, he doesn't have the best athleticism, but he's got great tapes. Um, and he's a potential weight. No, he's a definite weight. We we don't expect him to produce with Burrow now, but they have some history together, 
if Burrow could be something and he's attached to him, that would be fantastic. He was the highest ranked guy I had on my board, despite um, other guys having better draft capital. Uh, the, the biggest concern with me and why I have to give this grade a B is not only the fact I have to wait. Um, I can't get the name Mike Williams out of my head. They have such similar body sizes, spotty shapes. They both went to Clemson, and that is just haunting me that I ended up with a Mike Williams here when there was a ton of wide receiver talent on the board, so I'm giving that a B. Bob at pick 15 took Moss. That gets an A. He's already outscored Singletary one week, and my only note on this pick was outscore Singletary, and I wrote that three weeks ago. So, yes, I believe that Zach Moss will probably outscore Devin Singletary this year. I think he's more all-around capable. He didn't play top-end talent at Utah, but that tape is dynamic. And I think once he's ingratiated in this offense, again, like I said, might make me very much regret that Antonio Gibson pick. Um Okay, at pick uh, 16, Dave took Michael Pittman Jr. Oh, I didn't do any of the cool names for this. Fuck. All right, I'm going to do all the names. Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't want to do the whole thing. I'm pissed I forgot to do those. I don't want to restart this, though. I'll do it from now on, though. So Dave, at 16, took Michael Pittman Jr., which I give a C. Um a murky future in, in Indianapolis as we do not know who the long-term answer at quarterback is there. Um, he's a big red zone threat, but I don't know how much else usage he's going to get this year. And just with the question marks that they have, I, I don't know what to tell you. At 17, Eric took Raquel Armstead, which I gave a D- minus at the time. I, I might consider giving it an F um, now that he's on IR. Of course, Eric didn't know that would occur even though he was a little banged up at the night of the draft. We didn't know how serious. And this was a terrible pick. You either get A.J. Dillon or you trade down. It's got to be one of the worst picks of all time. I hate to say it, Eric, but it's true. Um, at 18, myself, Dan, I took Jalen Hurts, your quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, I give it a B because it's, it's a weight. Um, you know, he was a second-round pick. Three of those guys have already been drafted, you know, aside from Jordan Love. He was basically the last relevant quarterback that really went um, this year, um, you know, aside from Ben DiNucci, who went to the Cowboys. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's just a wait. There's a lot of other good wide receivers on the board, and I look at my team, and I'm like, you know what? I had a lot of quarterbacks. I love to get more, but with a lot of injuries now, and then I'm looking back, maybe I wish I had guys that were more spot start ready, but we'll see how that plays out. At 19, Drewby gets Jalen Rager. He's a B plus. Um, this is huge value. I mean, he was what the fifth receiver off the board in real life. Scrolling and checking, he was the fourth over Justin Jefferson and T Higgins, who were already off the board. Um, you know, he's going to one of the softest um, receiving cores in the league. Now, of course, you factor in Ertz and Goddard, Miles Sanders in there. Yeah, and there's a little bit of concerns with his injury um, and some other things I've seen. I mean, he had one great catch against the Redskins. I'd like to see him continue to ascend uh, that. At pick 20, Matt Horvatich took Chase Claypool, Mapletron. I give it a C-. minus. Um, I wasn't a fan of that pick for the Steelers. I don't, not entirely convinced that's what they needed or, you know, I don't know. He's got a very specific role. He looked good in week one. 
He made the best catch of the game, in my opinion. He's got a specific role. I don't know about his ability to carry out a significant portion of this offense. And if they could find a way to actually re-sign Juju, then I really don't like this pick. Now, if not, and him and Ben develop a connection, I might turn around more. But I just thought there were a lot of other receivers on the board that I would have preferred here. Um, ones that went ahead of him as well. So I don't know. Um, Nick at pick 21 took Brandon Ayuk. I give this an A because it's a huge value, even though he was injured. I mean, this is the sixth receiver off the board. You're getting him at the top of the third round. And Nick can wait. Nick is not in win now. If he's got to wait for a couple weeks, you know, there, there's kind of two spectrums to this. I feel like you're either win now and you're stacked so your rookie draft can get prospects or you know that you're in a bit of a rebuild and you say, hey, I can afford to lose a few games while I wait for this guy to get healthy. So I give that an A. Um, at 22, Bill took Denzel Mims. I give that an A-. minus. I don't love him, but he's a top receiver on the Jets. I mean, now he's on IR, which kind of stinks, and the Jets look awful. But a top receiver anywhere is a top receiver. And the Jets might be getting Justin Fields next year. I don't know. So at this point... Um, he was a, what, high second-round pick? He was the Jets' second-round pick. Is that true, Dan? Yes, it is, Dan. He was uh, the Jets' second-round pick. That is actually true. Um, but, yeah, so don't love him, but, you know, whatever. Devin, at pick 23, took A.J. Dillon. I give that a B. Um, yeah, if they don't work out a deal with Aaron Jones, it's a huge value. He's a trunk of a man, um, despite me not being super, super thrilled with his uh, uh, game in general. One second, the dog is trying to kill the cat. I'm sad to report that the cat is dead. Anyways, um, so what were we on? Um, ah, pick 24. Bill took Keyshawn Vaughn. I gave him a C. Look, it could be a value, but I'm not buying it. Uh, you know, Leonard Fournette, I did give this grade after he was signed. Um, and it, like I, I had mentioned in the, the mock draft pod, bunch of red flags with this guy he's older it's like look by the time jones and fournette are off this team brady might be off this team and who knows where the fuck they're gonna be at um so i did not really like this pick um despite him going ahead of uh zach moss who's already taken off the board i just i didn't like it um devin what are you thinking here at 25 anybody catch your eye brian edwards would be fucking lucky to land on my team. Okay, well, at 25, you took Brian Edwards. Well, Brian Edwards, you did it. Fucking text Jake, text fucking John Gruden, tell him Monday Night Football's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Congratulations, Brian Edwards. Wow. I gave this a B plus at the time. Um, my initial comment was not as hot as y'all might think. I'm sticking to that so far of, um, after one game, I'm sticking to that. Um, you know, I mean, he's a beast of a man. He's got great yak ability, but I mean, he's really, really scary downfield, which Derek Carr does not throw it to. So maybe this is just not a perfect fit for him in terms of a quarterback and maybe the Raiders move on next year. Um, but for now, yeah, I mean, it was a good pick at that point, but whatever. At 26, Nick took Hayden Hurst. I gave this an A and said he was a Mark Andrews of this year. I would like to officially withdraw that comment um, and reserve it for John U. Smith later. Um, 
At 27, I took Devin Duvernay. I am giving this a C minus. This was a harsh grade to give, and it hurt to give myself because I was pumped at the time. But LaVisca, KJ Hamler, Van Jefferson, all second round picks still on the board. Um, other than that, Devin Duvernay was the highest receiver left. But the whole thing was just to me, I wanted that. Uh, fucking Lamar Jackson stack so badly. I looked at it like, all right, he's got to beat out Boykin and Willie Sneed. I don't think he's going to have a tough time doing that. He's got great, great tape. He's super fucking fast. He's got like four, three, nine. I, I might be blowing this. Four, three, nine or four, four, nine speed. I can't recall, but it's damn fast. Look it up. Um, and I wanted that stack. But here's the real rub is I should have fucking seen it. Just take Van Jefferson and then rob Dave blind. He had homerism bleeding into, he had a homerism aneurysm bleeding into his brain all evening. I could have got such value and probably grabbed Devin Duvernay later. It's one of those moments where you put your sleeper on the board and you look around and you realize no one knows who he is. They don't even know what, who he plays for, or what position he plays. And you say, oh fuck, he would have been undrafted. I did not have to take him here. So that gets a C minus for that reason. Nate. At 28, takes LaVisca Chenault Jr. I gave this a B-plus at the time. I said the Jags suck, but he could get carries and could hit the lottery next year if they draft a high-end quarterback talent. After one game, we saw the explosiveness. We saw them on some design plays out of the backfield, which i really like to see now that he's on my team, and we saw a touchdown. So I stick to that B-plus. I might even upgrade it to an A-plus now that he's on my team. At 29, Dave gets Van Jefferson. I gave him a B because I said I really like Van. He's a great route runner, but I am concerned that Dave just has too many Rams. He's too saturated there now. Um, and part of my B was incorporating the fact I didn't think Cooper Cup would be resigned. Now that he is resigned, I'm I'm less sure of, of Van. At pick 30, Drew took Jonu Smith. I gave this an A and said, this is the Andrews of this year. More question marks. Um, and I'll stick by that. He is not the high-end talent, uh, uh, the high-end pass catcher, I would say. But he's a forest tree trunk of a man. Um, he's a nice red zone option for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, so, you know, I think he'll have good games this year. But, you know, he'll be a little back and forth, a little touchdown dependent. Not the target monster that Andrews is. Um, okay, at 31, Dave took Jordan Love. So I gave that a B just because it's going to be a long wait. So, I mean, all power to Dave. If he has the tenacity to hold Jordan Love for potentially all of this season and next season before he starts one fucking game, that's pretty pretty fantastic. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. From, from, from how I operate my teams, if I can't start you for that long, I don't know how I'm going to be able to keep you. I'm too fucking erratic. But um, bad reports out of camp, that's also pushing me uh, a little out of this camp. But a B because you're getting a first-round pick really, really late. At 32, Eric took Darrington Evans, again, trying to just get a running back. I give this a C-. minus. I think he makes no impact this year. And if we look at the available running backs on the board, who he could have had instead, I mean, there weren't many that were left uh, with any draft capital, but a guy who went maybe around later, but only 19 picks later. Was that even right? Is that 19? Yeah, 19 picks later was Joshua Kelly, a guy that surprisingly went undrafted. 
which I, I was shocked. I thought someone would be on this. That would have been a much, much better pick here. And I'm not just saying that because I picked him up. At 33, Nate took Tariq Cohen. Again, I'm giving it a C plus. I don't think he has a lot of impact this year. Nate needed it. David Montgomery might have been injured. I get it. But Joshua Kelly would have been a much better pick. I'm sticking by this. Or even Anthony McFarland, who has not been... Um, like I think we've we the book has been written on Tariq Cohen. We know where this career is going, and the ceiling is has been capped in my opinion. But we don't know where some of these other guys will go. Potential spam while I'm recording a podcast. Let's hear what these fuckers have to say. Let's just hear it. Humor us. What do you have to say to me while I'm recording one of the most popular podcasts in all of Shadow Dynasty League? Tell me. She just said hello, and that was it. See, those robots, they wait for a response. Sometimes if you answer and you don't say anything, they'll bump you off the call list because they think. They have, some of them have automatic systems that then assume your phone line's disconnected. So that's my big tip of the day. Okay, at 34, I was on the board. I took Jonathan Hightower. <laughs> that's a D. That's a flat-out D. No one even knew who this guy was. Again, a big sleeper I had that I was interested in, but when you put him on the board and no one knows who the fuck he is... That's when you have to look around and say, oh, shit, maybe I should not have done this. Like, he would have gone undrafted. So, um, yeah, that stinks. I could have got someone more impactful. But it's okay, because to mention him for a third time in the fourth round, I got Joshua Kelly on waivers the next week. So it's not a big deal that I took Hightower there. Um, and you know what? It was worth a shot when Rager was supposed to be out that, hey, maybe he could make an impact week one um, against the Redskins or the Washington, the, the human skins, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but turns out the Eagles stink without Jalen Hurts under center. Uh, and then Devin at 35 took Tyrod Taylor. I give it a B. Somebody needed to take him. The issue was Devin won't start him before the time he's going to get replaced. I mean, this would have been a pick I would have liked to see Nate take just to have a little extra impact. I think that's who I mocked him to earlier. Um, yeah. And at 36 and 37, Dave took Dawson Knox. Devin took Chiefs D. I'm not giving those grades. I refuse. So those are the grades, the coveted grades that we all want to hear. Um, so let's let's just now recap who everybody took. Bill took J.K. Dobbins, Denzel Mim, and Keyshawn Vaughn. Bob got Ruggs and Moss. I took Antonio Gibson, T. Higgins, Jalen Hurts, Devin Duvernay, and John Hightower. Dave took Cam Akers, Michael Pittman Jr., Van Jefferson, Jordan Love, and Dawson Knox. Devin took Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jonathan Taylor, A.J. Dillon, Brian Edwards, Tyrod Taylor, and the Chiefs D. Drew took Swift, Judy, Jefferson, Rager, and Johnny, but he doesn't have Judy anymore. Eric took C.D. Armstead and Darrington Evans. Matt took Tua Herbert and Chase Claypool. Nate took LaVisca Chenault, Tariq Cohen. Nick took Joey Burrow, Brandon Ayuk, and Hayden Hurst. Another excellent draft in the books. Can't wait next year to redraft and regrade and re-rank these guys. That'll be a lot of fun. A very deep draft class, but I would not be surprised if we have some very unexpected outcomes next year. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Hope you enjoy your double feature pod this evening. Hope that tides you over until the action next week. So in the meantime, I'm going to go pet my dog. Bye-bye.